0: Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. As always, I'm so happy to be here with you. I never want you to think that I take this podcast for granted. It is my heart to share Jesus Christ with you and that you would be able to grow in Christ as you listen to this podcast. So thank you for taking the time to listen. I know you didn't have to. And if I could be so bold, would you be willing to share this podcast? Would you be willing to leave a comment? Those are so helpful and encouraging because it's a reminder that yes, there are people who want this opportunity to grow in Christ and maybe need it. I don't want to act like I'm fulfilling a need, but I know Christ can fulfill a need in any way that he desires. So this week I want to talk about marriages and maybe you're not married and you might think, oh, this one's not for me, please listen in because it is for you. Even though I'm talking about marriages, it may be that you just need to hear the relationship advice, air quotes, that I'm going to talk about. So let's get started. On February the 26th, in 2014, I made a Facebook post. Well, just a few days ago, I guess you can realize which day it was, this was in my memories on Facebook. And I thought, hmm, I need to make this a podcast episode because even though I'm not a marriage counselor like my brother Michael is, or somebody who would take and sow into your marriage and give you advice based on a, cert- a marriage certification, you know, marriage and family therapist, I'm not that. But as a person who uh, loves the Lord and is in his word and is blessed to maybe have some some things or some education, yeah, I feel, yeah, I can I can speak to this and even if you don't have any of that. You can speak to whatever God calls you to speak to. Uh, I had a friend of mine and he beats me up all the time. Uh, his name is David Melville. You've heard me talk about him before. But he he was probably ready to, to give me a bully beat down because of some of the degrees that I went to get. and And he was rightly so saying, you don't need that. God doesn't need that degree. Doesn't need you to have that degree to do the things in and through your life that he wants to do. And so uh, I I hear that and so I receive that and I pray that you'll hear his words and receive them. So these are six things that uh, I said to, well, let let me read the beginning of the post and that'll be a nice movement into these six. So this is what I wrote. I said, I am not a marriage counselor like my awesome brother, Michael Mays but I feel inspired to share a few do's for those who are recently married, about to be married, or can't wait to get married. This is not designed to be, and I put air quotes, or in quotations, everything you need to know to have a successful marriage, end quote. Just some things to think about. Always keep God first, because He is everything you need to have a successful marriage. Now, I I said that, that's not number one, that's number one, two, three, four, that's number infinity. Always keep God first. And then here I said number one, here's number one. Always do your very best for your spouse. You see, sometimes in our marriage, we get so wrapped up in what we want, our hopes, our dreams, our desires, that we forget what Jesus said and what God said in his word. In Matthew 19, verse six, Jesus says, so they are, well, let me let me back up because I always like reading the whole thing. And so in Matthew 19, verse three, we read, some Pharisees came to him, Jesus, to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Verse 4. Haven't you read, Jesus replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. Here's verse 6. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so as we look at this number one, that says, always do your very best for your spouse. This is takes on multiple meanings. You're doing the best for your spouse. Maybe your spouse has asked you to do something. You do your best in that. You don't shortchange it. You don't get upset because they've asked you to do something. You go do that to the very best of your ability. Now, maybe the best of your ability doesn't come up to what they wanted and they have to do it themselves. But you can rest knowing that you did it to the best of your ability. But now watch this. Here's the other meaning. Always do your very best for your spouse. Meaning, whatever you do, We're not talking about your spouse ask you to do it. We're talking about your job. We're talking about things that your dreams and things that you are out doing. You do your best in that because that brings honor to your spouse. You need to be working very well. Work hard as you can. Do your best. Be someone that people can rely on. Be the person at work that you want to work with because this brings honor to your spouse. That may sound crazy, but it does. Have you ever, those of you who are married or have a significant other, or just have some friends, when people meet your significant other, your friends, don't they always, oh, so-and-so does a great job. Shmimmy Shmo was out here, or oh, we couldn't do it without Shmimmy Shmo, you see? That brings honor to your loved one, to your spouse, because they're with you. They chose you. They're two as one with you. So your compliments become their compliments. So remember that. Number one, always do your very best for your spouse. Number two, always believe in your spouse can't count the number of times that I've seen somebody not believe in their, their spouse or their, their loved one. Not taking their loved one's word or somebody else's word. And I will tell you that I had to get to a place in my marriage to where I believe my spouse. And she could tell you, she, she used to get on me all the time. Greg, I said that. I said that too. I might do something that somebody recommended. And here my wife, Sunny, has recommended it before, maybe even multiple times, but all of a sudden, oh, what a great idea, Kashmimishmo came up with the idea. So always believe in your spouse. If your spouse is giving you some advice, listen to the advice, engage the advice, believe that they have your best interest in mind. That's critical believe in your spouse in their dreams you know the worst thing you can do is make your spouse believe that you don't have faith in them because once they believe you do not have faith in them that's a wrap it's over i'm not saying the marriage is over but their their trust their hope You know, I tell my wife this and and if you're listening to this and you know my wife and you talk to my wife, ask her. Whenever I do something, when I'm done, I ask my wife, how was it? And the reason why I ask her is because people can come to me and say, oh, that was a great word. Oh, oh, thank you so much for that message or thank you for whatever it is. And I appreciate that. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate that greatly but I'm looking to see from my wife, how was it? And I don't want her to say, oh, it was great. I want her to tell me because I know I can trust her. You know, the Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, meaning her heart, my wife's heart is in the right place. So always believe in your spouse so that you will have that person that you can trust That's going to move you in the right direction, and God will use your spouse. But God cannot use your spouse if you don't believe in your spouse, if you don't trust your spouse. So always believe in your spouse. That's number two. Number three, watch this. I love this one. Always be more proud of your spouse's accomplishments than you are of your own. Let me say that one again. I like that one always be more proud of your spouse's accomplishments than you are of your own when you get to that place that you're more excited about what your spouse is doing you're more excited about the things that they're accomplishing then you're on your way now you're in a great marriage can i give you an example you may not know this couple but i know them very well jeff and molly Shields are a couple that go to the church, the Rock Community Church where I attend. Jeff is the Florida Director of Idols Aside Ministry. When I tell you that those two are each other's biggest fans, I cannot overstate that. And here's the beauty, it shows. When I see him, I know he's rooting for his wife. He calls her Malls. I think that's what he says, Malls, and I just call her Molly, because you know I'm lame. But but I know that he's so pumped for everything she's doing, and she loves that Jeff. She loves her some Jeff Shields, and whatever Jeff is doing, she's supporting him in the best way possible they care more and they are more excited about their spouse's accomplishment, Molly excited about Jeff's accomplishments, and Jeff excited about Molly's accomplishments, so much so that they don't get wrapped up in what they're doing. They get wrapped up in what their spouse is doing and making sure their spouse has everything that they need to accomplish what it is they're trying to accomplish. If you wanna have that really successful marriage, then you have to put your spouse's accomplishments above your own. You gotta be more excited, more proud of what they're doing, more so than what you're doing. This is how you can have a successful marriage. Number four, always think about your spouse's feelings before you do something, you may regret. That can be tricky because sometimes we just do something in the moment and say, well, what were you thinking about? I wasn't thinking. And so and so here we are with this problem and it comes down to we weren't thinking. Always think about your spouse's feelings before you do something you may regret this is how you stay faithful what would my spouse feel about this if i did it and if you know in your heart that they wouldn't like it that they would be hurt that it would hurt them then you don't do that no matter what you don't convince yourself oh it'll be all right oh i'll just apologize no you don't do that thing and is it difficult yes and let me say this And this is about to get controversial. If you can talk to your spouse about the thing that you thought about doing to get it out, to to have some conversation, that's the best part. But here's where we get into trouble. And I'm not gonna say men or women. I'm just gonna say sometimes when a person talks to their spouse, Their spouse doesn't receive it as, okay, this is a great opportunity to help. They get all bent out of shape. Well, why were you having that thought? Well, hold up. Don't focus on why I was having that thought. Let's let's unpack this. I'm letting you know, so let's share, because I didn't do anything. I didn't do the thing that I was thinking about. So I don't want you to get on me for even having that thought. I want you to help me process this so that I, don't have those thoughts. That I don't do those things. I don't want to do something that is going to. Uh, I'm going to regret later. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to hurt your feelings. So let's process this. And when you get to that place, now you you got a successful marriage. So maybe that one hits home for you. And if you're a person. Who complains even when your spouse doesn't do the wrong thing? Your spouse comes to you to talk to you about something, and and you get on them for even having the thought. I want to encourage you. Don't do that. D- applaud them for coming to talk to you. Applaud them for having the the guts, the the willpower to come and say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. Will you help me?" You're supposed to be their best friend. You're supposed to be their ride or die. So when they come to you and say, will you help me with this? That isn't the time to start being judgmental. That's the time to say, okay, let's talk about how long have have you been having this? You know, How deep are we in? Do we need to get some counseling? You see how that's more productive than how dare you? Why would you? So I encourage you. Number four is a toughie. Always think about your spouse's feelings before you do something you may regret. And that includes if they come to talk to you, then think about their feelings before you say something that they will regret. Number five, always help your spouse chase their dreams. You have dreams. Your spouse has dreams. You help your spouse chase their dreams, period. You don't get focused on your dreams. And watch this. If they're a good spouse, they're going to be helping you chase your dreams. And so what you end up with is two people who are chasing their dreams with help. Let that sit for a second. I'm going to say it again. You always help your spouse chase their dreams. And if they're a good spouse, they're going to be helping you chase your dreams. And so what you have are two people chasing their dreams with help. Because each of you is helping the other one more so than you're trying to help yourself. It sounds crazy, but that is the beauty of a successful marriage. You're helping each other chase your dreams. And number six takes us right back to the Bible. Number six is always do these things these one through five till death do you part you're not looking for divorce when the when the teachers and the Pharisees came up or the Pharisees came up and they said is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason what you hear Jesus say is you guys are one there's no divorce and of course, we do read where the Bible talks about if there is fornication or adultery, then the two can part. But that isn't God's desire. He would prefer you to work through that. And there's probably plenty of marriages out there that have worked right through that. And so if you find yourself even in that place, seek out some marriages, seek out some people who are willing to talk to you and say, hey, you know, we had that issue. And this is how we navigated it. Because when you start saying yes to divorce early in the marriage, well, these are the circumstances that would lead to divorce, and you're not giving any room for these two things, repentance and forgiveness. You're not giving space for that. When you already decided that if this happens, I'm divorcing you. You're not giving space for repentance and forgiveness forgiveness. And that is critical. Well, I know that that's a, a, an interesting and different kind of podcast episode, but I was so enthralled way back and just seeing that again after nine years and thinking, Hmm, I can make this a podcast episode and preferably it'll reach some more people. So I pray that this is an episode that you really liked and that you would share with married couples, recently married, about to be married, can't wait to get married couples. Let me pray for us and I'm going to pray for our marriages and then we'll get us out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for all that you do in and through our lives. Lord, this has been. An episode focusing on marriages. And there are way more than six steps, so to speak. But I think the one step that matters the most is that we should always put you first. And by putting you first, it will open up doors of not just blessings, but an ability to share with others that they may be blessed, that they may have a successful marriage. So Lord, I just pray for all those who are in marriages now, maybe going through some difficult times. I pray that they would work through it. Lord, I pray that these couples would have an unlimited supply of forgiveness and repentance so that they can push past whatever problems were and they can get on to the business of glorifying you in everything they say and everything. As always, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.